Greetings, you are now tuned into Baco Tunes Radio. Hey Matt, this is Joe, are you there? Hey Matt, this is Joe, are you there? This special edition, we have Henry Garza, lead vocalist and guitarist for Texican rock and roll trio Los Lonely Boys, right before their appearance right here in Bakotopia Land on August 22nd at the Rabo Bank Arena. If you haven't got your tickets, you better go get them before they sell out. Henry was uh, hanging out. He had a day off. All the boys in Los Lonely Boys were just hanging out in Phoenix, Arizona before one of their shows over there. They're actually fishing all day. They're gracious enough to come back after a full day of fishing and call me up and talk about some Texican rock and roll, some Los Lonely Boys history, all about spiritual in their lives music family it's all good talking about the music and there's a little special detail in there about the first original title of their latest CD it wasn't supposed to be sacred it was supposed to be something else I'm sure you're gonna get a laugh as to what the original title was and why they had to change it but you're gonna have to listen so listen up this is the Baco Tunes podcast brought to you by Bakotopia.com Los Lonely Boys peace see you in a little bit Hello, Henry. Hey, what's up, brother? Oh, how are you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Shoot, I'm doing all right. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing very good, man. How was, how was your fishing trip? I know you guys had the day off today. Yeah, no, it was good, bro, man. It was good. We actually went fishing with the... With a bass pro on uh, one of those tour dudes. Oh yeah, like uh, like Roland Martin or something like that. One of those big guys. Yeah, it was actually just a dude in the FLW tours, man. He he's won a few ch- you know, won won a few places and stuff like that. We're just out here, man, and and, and doing that thing, man, doing some fishing and, and rock and rolling too. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Well, first of all, I, I really thank you for taking the time right now. I know you guys have the day off and you guys are looking to chill. Um, I was really anxious to talk to you. Guys guys you know i've been a fan and i've actually met you guys before because i used to work for the recording academy and, oh right uh, on man and uh the year that you won the grammy i was working with you guys the whole time i was actually doing an internship and then i moved back to bakersfield so I mean, you've met a millions of people since then but i just wanted to let you know <laughs> oh hello bro well shoot man well, it's good to talk to you again then <laughs> right on well first thing is uh how's the tour going man the tour's going great man the shows have been fantastic we're, we're cranking out some of the new tunes off the album Sacred, you know, and uh, we got our dad out with us, and uh, we're doing uh, some of his stuff, you know, a couple of songs, and it's just fun, bro, which which feels refreshing to be out again, you know, and, uh, you know, go out and, you know, try to make some money to feed the family, man, you know? Absolutely, I hear you. Take care of the babies. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, I was was reading in your uh, LA Times article that just came out. Now, where is San Angelo located in the state of Texas? It's like a uh, it's like in the northwest, not really northwest, like the midwest part of Texas. It's close to uh, Abilene and Lubbock. Okay. It's like, it's like uh, southwest of Abilene and, uh, you know, southeast of Lubbock, like in between. Okay. Four hours from Dallas, three and a half hours from Austin, and three and a half hours from San Antonio. So it's, I don't know, man, it's right over there in the western part of Texas, <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, man. Hey, uh, it's like right in the heart of Texas. Now, going back to like when you guys first started out, did did all three of you, the brothers, 
all start playing music at the same time? I know you guys are different ages, but did did uh... it wasn't at it wasn't at the exact same time. And I was I was older, and, and it was uh, first it was me and my dad, and then uh, once JoJo got old enough, you know, we started teaching him. My dad started teaching him, and me as well. And, and uh, we were just playing for a while. And Ringo didn't know really what what he was going to be on. Man, he, he didn't know what he was going to play or nothing yet. And neither did we. <laughs> and and one day, man, he just picked up the drums, you know, and I taught him how to play the drums one day, and, and he just he just took to it like a duck to water, man. And that's the way we all did it when our dad taught us yeah. music, man. It was so natural because music's been in our family on, on generations and you know, on both sides of our family, our moms and our dads. Really? did uh, So everybody naturally just kind of gravitated towards their chosen instrument? Yeah, it just kind of happened naturally, bro. It was not like we chose everything. It just happened naturally, man. That's that's the best way because you know it's for real. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, just, it was weird, man. It was just weird. It's like really weird. And then Ringo's name was Ringo, his real name Ringo, and then he's playing the drums. <laughs> it freaked us out, man. After a while, we started really to think about it. So, man, that's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a plan for everything, bro. You know. Now, um, can you remember your first gig as Los Lonely Boys? I think it was at like it, um, as far as I can remember, man. It was at like at some restaurant we played with, played at. You know, so we were gonna eat something and our dad got us in there to, to play play some songs and, and we played as Los Lonely Boys and that was because we were trying to think of a band name and Ringo came up with you know, my dad had written a song written a song a long time ago uh, called I'm Just Lonely Lonely Boy it, it, he wrote it and uh, that's really where Ringo was thinking of that song and, and put Los in front of it man and said Los Lonely Boys you know yeah and it stuck to us, you know. We didn't even really think about it. It was just okay. We we'll those lonely boys. <laughs> How old were you at the time? Was uh, you were? Yeah, I was probably around ten years old. Wow. And, uh, that makes JoJo was about seven, and Ringo was like five. And, and I think at that point too, Ringo Ringo wasn't. We didn't really have like drums or nothing. We had like guitars and and like a keyboard, and we would all sing. So that that's how that happened. That but that was the first time we played as Los Lonely Boys. Were you were you doing uh, covers like some hits, or were you doing maybe songs that you wrote, or was it like we songs doing, of your father's? We were doing all the songs that my dad wrote, and then a bunch of covers, man. What What was the style back then? That what? you That you What was your Were you playing like uh, like Tejano music? Were you playing? Um, no, rock I was and roll? Really into, Yeah, I was really into the oldies like Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good, uh, La Bamba, Richie Valens, and stuff. Yeah. Twist and shove check from the roots of rock and roll and where, where we got from, you know, the Beatles and stuff like that. She was at 17. And we used to do that one. That's where I got my kicks, me and my brothers, too. No, how how did your father manage to keep, you know, your, your lives in order? You know, I read that he took you on the road and... You know, did it acquire you all to just kind of grow up really fast, or were you able to, you know, to just yeah. be young boys? Yeah, it sure did, bro. It, 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 we we grew up real fast. You know, we saw a lot of things that kids, that, you know, at six years old, being in, in your local cantinas, just don't see all the time. You know, from going to school, we were in the bars mm -hmm. playing to pay the bills, man. So, you know, we took responsibility on ourselves, uh, you know, as a family, really, really quick and. And our dad was really strong about that, man, because, you know, we were in it together, you know, as a family. And he, he didn't hold no no sheets over our eyes, you know. There was no hands over our eyes to keep us 
from seeing what was really in the world. You know, we witnessed it at a young age, and mm-hmm. and I think that that what helped us make who we are today, man, because we saw things and and knew what not to do just by watching, you know, all the grown-ups in the bars act like kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were acting more mature than they were. <laughs> it was like, man, they're always telling us not to do that, and look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, brothers and sisters. You're listening to the Baco Tunes podcast brought to you by Bakotopia.com. Right now, we're going to play a song off of Los Lonely Boys' latest CD, Sacred. This is Oye Mamacita.
right on. Well, I was listening to the the brand new CD, Sacred. It's it's awesome as usual, just like your first self-titled CD. Uh, I was listening to the song Outlaws, and you have uh, Willie Nelson on there as a guest vocalist. Yeah, and our uh, dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and your father. Now, going back, because I, I know that Willie Nelson discovered you. How did that happen? Well, man, you know, he just, he, he was the guy that really took a chance on giving us the opportunity to play in front of a lot of people, and because of who, who he is, Willie Nelson, you know, his... His his word of mouth, you know, is a lot of recognition gained for somebody that he kind of hands the torch to, you know. And, and when we met him through our management, through Willie Nelson's nephew, Freddie Fletcher, and uh, he had heard us through our management, man, and, 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 and took a demo tape of us to Willie, and Willie took the time, man, to come see us play. He said he wanted to come see us because he was impressed with the demo. Yeah. And uh, he came to the show, man, and we were just like anybody else, man. We we looked through the door and him walks Willie Nelson himself, man, and we're like, holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe it's Willie, man. You know? and, wow. And, so uh, so he, he, he was he the one who took you? Did he get up and jam with you guys that night? No, not that night. That night he we just performed for him, you know, uh -huh. and we kind of gave him, we gave him the Texican rock and roll, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and he fit right in, man. We fit right in with him, man. It was like we'd known each other forever, brother. Mm -hmm. It was real comfortable, real natural. And Kindred spirits. Because of the similarities of him and, and of my dad and him, it was, uh, they're just so much alike. It, it felt like being around my dad, too, you know, because they're just the same kind of people. You guys got you guys were signed to Epic Records, and um, you guys everything kind of took off pretty fast. And even me as a music fan, seeing you guys on uh, VH1, I was seeing the video Heaven, and that was yeah. just a hit everywhere. I mean, can you describe the feelings of all the changes that kind of just happened so fast? Here you were playing in the bars, Willie Nelson That's walks true. in. It's nauseated, you get sweaty palms, <laughs> uh, you get upset stomach, your feet get sweaty. Uh, <laughs> Nobody did it. It's really hard to say, man, because it's uh, it's all like like a dream still. Man. Mm -hmm. It's still like a dream because coming from where we come from, man, you just don't you dream, but you don't expect for them to kind of come true, man. Because it's just people like us for some reason we just seem like not to get that chance that much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I and I mean being Chicano too, being yeah. able to do the kind of music we're doing in America, and mm -hmm. you know we know because we've grown up knowing that there's only been a few, and we're we're talking like Richie, Carlos, and Los Lobos. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you can't classify Ricky Martin as those cats, man. No, <laughs> you know no, no, no way. No, I know. And exactly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know that that's what I'm talking about, and and for us to do that, man, it's it feels we feel real blessed, bro. We feel mm -hmm. real blessed by the good Lord, and and and. You know, we wouldn't want to change anything for the world. I mean, for anything, man, because music is what we do. It's it's our way of survival. It's our way of life. Mm -hmm. And for for the album to take off like it did, bro, it was just it's just amazing for us to witness too, and and to be living it. Because I think the song came out in a time in the world when it needed it a lot. You know, everybody was, it kind of brought a lot of comfort, you know, it made everybody feel like everybody was in the same boat kind of kind of deal, you know, and it don't matter, it don't matter if people believe in God or they don't believe in God, There's, they believe in some place that makes them happy, you know, and that, that is their heaven, you know, and that's the place we all ultimately want to get, I think, man, and when that song came out, it just spoke to the human spirit, not, not the human color or the human, uh, certain race or a certain group of kids you know, it's, it's touching the human heart, and that, that, I think that's what music is, is, should be used for, 
or or should be at least based on rather than just trying to make dollars and uh, and trying to make a career out of it because sure it's it's a way to to make money man but it's 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 also a way that can destroy it can be abused just like anything else man music Absolutely. can be abused just like anything else it's no different and the thing about music is that it just plays a big part on human human nature you know that's it's, it's it's something that's been music's been around since before even instruments. Somebody was humming a song somewhere, mm-hmm. whistling Dixie after they yeah. came out of the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, no, man. I totally hear you talking to you. I could feel the. I could feel the sincerity and and the warmth that you got. That you're you're very approachable. Like when I said I, I when I met you over at the Grammys, you know, I even met your father, and um, yeah, I was hanging out with with you and Black Eyed Peas and escorting you guys everywhere, and and you were so just very, you know, just kind of happy to be there. Like just like this is a beautiful thing, and I'm just gonna enjoy it. Yeah. So and like I being feel with that. your cousin or being with your brother, man. I mean, and, and that's that. You know, I think that's what we want to get. A, get across to people too mm-hmm. that we're no different than anybody else we're just like them doing what we've been blessed with yeah you know i think we could have been just as good if we were attorneys me and my brothers you know the guards of law <laughs> you'd be some badass attorneys or guards of plumbing man yeah. we'd be some badass plumbers or whatever you know and, and, and i just think we've been blessed with family and we're trying to share that through our music with everybody. Now, being being Chicanos and 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 all this uh, this fame right now that's going on and your, your name out there, do you feel the pressure to kind of live up to, you know, being a role model and you know all eyes on you? Because you know automatically, Latinos when they see Latinos in in the limelight, our eyes just automatically turn to whatever a familiar looking face like a lot of Latinos see you and they see themselves. Yeah. Well, see, as far as pressure, bro, I wouldn't say pressure, because me and my brothers, you know, we don't feel pressured about mm-hmm. nothing. You know, it's not like we're we're not trying to live up to nothing. We're just being ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as long, I think, as long as anybody does that, man, you're gonna do all right because you know you're just living with your heart, and we don't we don't really feel the pressure because we're not gonna let nothing change us, you know, and, and nothing's really gonna get in on that because we have each other to to look out for, you know, and. and uh, you know, I just don't. I, just, I don't see us really going down that road and having that happen to us. Having feeling pressure, you know, that that we are looked up to by Chicanos or Latinos. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a. We just happen to be Chicano. You yeah. know what I mean? We just happen to be Chicano because, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know, man, but, you know, I'm just happy to be Chicano and doing what we do because it it does set an example. It it helps stick out like a sore thumb, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if, if we were, you know, I guess just, you know, or, or white or just black, we would just be either white or black, you know what I'm saying? I guess being Chicano, doing what we're doing, mixing everything, really makes it, you know, I think that, that's what really makes it stand out, you know. Yeah, yeah, adding the adding the flavor in the music, especially... Um, you know, doing it like, like a Mexican dude, we yeah. just... A bunch of spices and shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, right on, man. I mean, like I listen to Oya Mamacita band, and you know, it's like I played that. I played that in the office, and you know, everybody's like, "Who's that?" Everybody comes in. You know, it's like the catchiness and the Latin style. You know, people can't resist that. So when you throw that out there, you add that little bit of spice, man. It's like you can't resist. It doesn't matter what, what race, creed, color, whatever. And so yeah. you guys really embody that right now, and that's what the music industry really needs man it's it's just a beautiful thing because it's like good honest music 
And that's yeah, I could totally man. hear organic, that. Organic, dude, he's organic, man. Exactly. So, so with the the, the title of the of the, your latest CD, Sacred, is uh, is spirituality just a really big part of your everyday life? I mean, is that in in every song? Yeah. I mean, what is the role of spirituality play in your well, songwriting? Man. Well, in our songwriting, you know, it, it goes really, it's in everything, like you said, you know, it's in our everyday life, it's, it's, it's every, when we wake up, it's when we go to sleep, we believe, you know, and we believe in the good Lord and that, he, you know, we're being guided and just trying to do the best we can to stay on this road, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when we titled it Sacred, man, we really, it was going to be called Orale. Really? But somebody somewhere around the chains, on the food chain, somebody couldn't pronounce it, and we're worried about people not pronouncing orale. <laughs> so we we figured, okay, well, let's go with something still that, you know, represents us and our family, what we hold, you know, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our music, familia, is sacred to us, you know. And also our spirituality of believing in, in, in the good Lord, you know. It's sacred, and, and you know, it's it's just a, it's a deep word, man. It can really... Just with that word alone, it can speak to you in, in many ways, you know, and, and I think it's just a good title for our album, you know, for Los Lonely Boys. For for people who have been, you know, living under a rock and haven't seen the band live or heard it, what what can your Bakersfield audience expect when they see your show here on... Uh, expect and- the unexpected! <laughs> 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 no, nah, man, really just expect three brothers... You know, getting up on stage, having a good time, man. You know, you, we're, we're going to be up there, you know, sharing our music with whoever wants to, you know, lend their ears, man, because we, we got it to give, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you want to come check it out or if you need need some, if you want to feel a little joy, you want to feel a little happiness or, or whatever you want to looking for in a song or whatever, you know, we got it. And we just, we just you know, just expect Texican rock and roll. And that's the bottom line, cause Los Lonely Boys said so. <laughs> right. Okay. I got one. I got two short questions for you. Okay. You have the, the big tour starting out with Santana, then your own headlining tours, the Brotherhood tours with also Motley, a Grammy. You got your live CD, DVDs, and now you have the documentary, Cotton Fields and Crossroads. What's next for Los Lonely Boys? <laughs> Damn, you guys are just growing. Really, man, I like to just really focus on, uh, for, I guess me and my brothers like to focus on, on raising our kids and, and being good daddies, man, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, being good daddies and, and good role models for our children and for the rest of those who look at us, man. That I think that's that's what, what we care about is being alive tomorrow, man. <laughs> okay, one last question. Any message for your Bakersfield fans you want to let them know? Man, I just can't wait to get to the streets of Bakersfield. Just God bless y'all, and, you know, we can't wait to see y'all in Bakersfield and get ready for some texting and rock and roll. We look forward to having you in town, and uh, you guys just take care and, and just keep doing everything that you're doing. Muchas gracias, Mateo, man. God bless you, bro. And you too. God bless you, man, and, and you know, Say what's up to everybody, man. Right on, brother. Well, we'll see you when you're in town. See you in Bakersfield. Right on, brother. Take care. Peace. Thank you, Henry Garza of Los Lonely Boys, for taking some time on the Baco Tunes podcast. For more information on Los Lonely Boys, visit them on their website at www.loslonelyboys.org. Peace. This is Baco Tunes podcast. Out. Uh-huh.